Welcome to The Lawyerist Podcast, a series of conversations about law practice. Each week, we talk with legal entrepreneurs and innovators about building a successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. And now, here are your hosts. Hi, I'm Sam Glover. And I'm Stephanie Everett, and this is episode 267 of The Lawyer's Podcast, part of the Legal Talk Network. Today, we're listening in on a coaching call that I had with Amber James about the mindset and strategy behind shifting from practicing attorney to visionary and firm leader. If today's podcast resonates with you and you haven't read The Small Firm Roadmap yet, you can get your first chapter right now for free at lawyers.com slash book. Today's podcast is brought to you by Rankings.io, Text Expander, and Back Office Betty's. We wouldn't be able to do our show without their support, so please stay tuned. We'll tell you more about them later on. Hey, Sam. So I got a question when we were at Tech Show last week. <laughs> I know it's I know. Coming. It was so sweet, though. No, so yes. someone came up to me and said, hey is Sam okay? And I was like, I think he has a little cold, but he's doing all right. Because <laughs> you did. And and this person's like, no, no. I mean, he's been so vulnerable on the podcast lately, talking about all his things and medication. And I mean, is he like, is he okay? How's he doing? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, no, I'm doing great. Um, actually, I, it's funny because it's, I'm touched. I, I love and it's, it's, weird and amazing that people who listen to this podcast are worried about me, I guess, or care. That's cool. Of course. But yeah, we have been doing a lot of podcasts on mental health, um, physical health and stuff lately. And I have a tendency to engage with everything by reflecting on my own experience because I am a, I am an introspective person and I'm totally willing to go there. I hope nobody's getting the impression that I'm a basket <laughs> case. <laughs> I don't feel like a basket case. No, <laughs> you don't seem like one. I mean, it seems like you're actually doing quite well yeah. and, and having fun with, with the exploration. Yeah. I mean, like to follow up, like, so yes, um, the anxiety stuff is doing well. Um, meds are awesome. Love it. Uh, behind on my exercise. But, uh, <laughs> oh, the alcohol experiment. Uh, I'm still doing it, I guess. Just because, I guess. So... Yeah, and, and all of those things are okay, so I'm good. And by the yeah, way, thanks for asking. continue to hear from people that they've called a doctor, they've started some medicine, like they're drug-free for a long time. Like it's really cool when you guys share that with yeah. us because, you know, we're just here doing, trying to do our job, trying to do our thing. Um, it validates what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. it's super important. And, and I, I, so we really appreciate it when you reach out to us and let us know how you're doing um, because we care. And that's what I want, right? Is like, I, part of the reason that I'm, you know, I'm wanting to do these episodes and that we are, we are agreeing to do them. Um, and part of the reason that, um, I, I want to engage with the subject matter is to remove the stigma from it, right? Like we should be able to ask ourselves, am I drinking too much? Am I, am I smoking too much? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I, um, do I need to see somebody about ADHD or anxiety? We should be able to ask ourselves those questions without feeling bad about asking ourselves those questions. So that's the whole point here. So good. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. And I'm glad listeners are responding. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm touched that people are concerned. Um, so thanks for asking, actually. So um, so that now that we've established that I'm okay, uh, we've got Stephanie's coaching call with Amber. So I'm looking forward to listening in on that. 
Hey, Amber, how is it going? It's going pretty good, actually. Great. So I hear you have some good news. I do. We have hired the fifth attorney for our office. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But like everything with that good news, maybe comes a new opportunity or challenge. We won't call it challenge. Opportunity. Sure. So, so yeah. yeah. What I'm struggling with at the moment is trying to figure out what my place is now in the firm. Um, this was something we had talked about doing, you know, adding a fifth attorney, and then I would eventually transition to being, you know, the true CEO of our firm. But we didn't expect it to come when it came. Um, the opportunity kind of fell in our lap um, on Martin Luther King holiday um, with the new attorney we've added to the firm contacting us more so for like guidance on finding a position, but we ended up hiring her. So, you know, this kind of came into being from about January the 21st to today. Um, And so now this opportunity has fallen into my lap of how do I now transition from being primary litigation attorney in the office to the true CEO? And then how does that, what does my day look like now when I come in and what do I do? And, you know, because it was an opportunity we wanted to have and we thought we would have gradually, but now it's kind of here. So yeah, awesome. that's kind of where we're at. So what do you think when you think about what you want your role to be and how you want to spend your day? What comes to mind? Well, I think part of what I would like to see my day being is being able to coach my team more and being more involved in um, making sure things are running the way that I want them to, that systems and you know, policies and procedures are in place, um, that we're tracking our metrics more consistently. I also want to be able to you know, work with the attorneys and paralegals to make sure that, um, you know, kind of what I've always thought of myself as is more as a visionary, that I could sit down with them, help them come up with themes for their cases, you know, put in pieces together so that they can present that story in a way that's helpful to the client. Um, and then also doing, you know, more public relations, more being out in the community, speaking, um, participating in um, my mastermind group with you guys. I mean, I have a hard time getting to those most of the time now, but participating in those kind of things as well. But, you know, being more the public face of the firm, you know, doing more of that. I don't want to give up being a litigator altogether. Um, you know, I'd like to keep a few cases just so I don't get to a point where I don't remember how to, you know, put in medical records or something into evidence. But, you know, so I want to do some limited legal work, but really more marketing, management, coaching, community service, public relations, you know, kind of role for the firm. Awesome. So I think you really hit it and you said what what I was going to tell you, which is the hardest thing for so many people when they make this transition, right? For so many years, your entire focus has been on your clients and how do I serve my clients and make sure we're being valuable and delivering amazing client services to them. And then there comes a time as a business owner, as your business grows, that you get to shift and your shift now becomes, how do I focus on my team so that my team can then serve my clients? Sometimes that's a hard transition because we're so used to being client focused. But but what I heard you say, which is awesome, the first thing you said was, now I get a chance to coach my team. And I think that that hit it. That's where you're, that's right. Yeah. Yep. It's definitely, you know, it's something that has needed to happen. I didn't realize exactly how much, you know, until the last couple of days. But um, it's just a, a difficult transition, you're right, from being so client centered and client focused to you know, shifting to being in charge of my team. And I think they're struggling a little bit with it too. Like, why is Amber all, you know, all in my business now? And she (laughs) didn't used to be like, why is she at my desk asking me all these questions, you know, when she didn't used to do that. So 
mm-hmm. it's definitely a transition. It's a welcome one, but it's just, you know, I'm a little nervous about it. So Yeah, no, that's fair. So what does help look like today? For me, help is maybe prioritizing what roles I need to be maybe working on in some sort of order mm-hmm. um, and help with kind of structuring how my day looks, if that makes sense. I think so. Like, do you have you used time blocking? I do traditionally try to time block. You know how that goes in a law firm. But um, I do try to time block. I do better when I like have themed kind of days like this is a drafting day or this is a depot prep day or this was, you know, a business development day or something like that. But um, I think I just right now I'm just struggling with going from depositions, trial, client meetings to, you know, team meetings, public service or what, you know, whatever that day looks like. I'm just struggling with making the transition and it may just be more of a mindset issue than anything else, but I don't know. I just need help (laughs) making the transition that I I thought was going to be so easy. I get it. And I love that you like to theme your days because I think that would be a great place for you to start and help with that mindset shift. So if you knew, and I don't know which days are which, but like if Friday is team coaching day and that's the day you want to set up, you know, one-on-one meetings with all your team members to really do that coaching and training, then you can you know, no, okay, that's how, that's how I'm going to approach my Friday. Also might help your team members know, okay, Amber's not going to be sitting at my desk every day of the week, but we are going to do this check-in now. I mean, that's going to be a shift for them a little bit. Um, and then I think that would help you kind of, cause it, I, I would guess what I'm hearing is that you feel a little lost. Like now you get to the office and you're like, well, wait a minute, now what do I do? Right. And I still have client work to do probably for the next I would say till mid-April, you know, the cases that I have had are still kind of trucking along. I'm just not taking any new cases unless somebody specifically asks for me, which used to happen a lot, but now doesn't happen as often. But, you know, for the most part, those cases will all wrap up. So this transition can happen a little bit over time, but probably a little faster than I am even thinking it's going to occur. Yeah. So, you know, it's... It's coming, but it's not fully here just yet, if that makes sense. No, it totally does. So so would it help to think about, have you already kind of thought about what your days could be like if we were to put a theme to them? Have you sort of thought about big buckets of where you want to focus, or should we work on that today? Well, maybe work on that a little bit. I have some general ideas, but nothing like super specific. All right. Well, let's start mapping it out. So what do we have? Well, there's marketing. There's like team coaching. There's more of the like management, you know, the management management role of, you know, dealing with the accounting and the bookkeeping and the, not that we actually do that within the firm, but making sure it's getting done. Well, sure. And you need to be reviewing reports and looking at your numbers and sort of looking for issues before they arrive or see what, you know, you just need to know that. So even if you're not doing the data entry bookkeeping, you know, there's still a CFO, CEO function there. Right. And then, you know, more networking kind of public facing mm-hmm. days where I'm out at the chamber or, you know, whatever organization, you know, now I might be able to join the Rotary when I really couldn't do that before because my court schedule was so nuts. Days when I'm being coached, like having strategic calls with you or being with my mastermind group on that Wednesday, you know, so things like that. Like, so Wednesday may be my personal development kind of coaching myself day, you know, because that's the day we have our, our meetings in lab and when you yeah. know, my, I'm set for mastermind, but, you know, other personal development things that would help, you know, grow the firm or help me lead the team better or help me lead them from a legal perspective better, you know, so. 
Maybe that's what Wednesday looks like. Maybe Wednesday is like personal development day. I love that. And I love the idea because I think we forget of always working on ourselves and, you know, what a lovely luxury to have a time to just be focused on looking at what skills you need to, to improve to better be able to perform your role. It's so important. And so I love that you get to have that that time. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I mean, you know, as you know, it's been a struggle for me just to get to the Wednesday afternoon meetings. But, you know, as I transition out of the role of lawyer, that'll be a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. And then we talked about, you said marketing and the running of your business. And, and part of that, obviously, improving, you know, so recognizing what's missing and where you can put in new systems and processes in place and all those things and coaching. And then you're still going to have some client work, but does that about cover it? I guess it depends on where you stick like chamber stuff. And if you call that marketing, since it's kind of networking, I think that probably goes in the marketing of it. Marketing, outreach, you know, some marketing is kind of one of those big terms that we, that it can be a catch-all. So it could include, yeah, going to chamber meetings and going to, um, you know, doing those networking, it could include in your marketing day, if you were in the office writing your latest blog post, or like, I know that you guys do a lot of videos and mapping out, okay, what are the next five topics for the next video shoot or whatever that could look like for you? That makes sense. So oddly enough, that works in the five separate days. <laughs> I know. Five separate topics. <laughs> How do we manage that? That worked we, into you know, five separate topics. We got really lucky with that one. <laughs> I would agree that we got lucky with that one. Yeah. But I think that if you could start putting some, some of those titles on those days, that will help you at least. And then, you know, you might still come in in the morning and, and have to do some client work or address whatever, you know, issues up, but then you kind of know, okay, this is my priority for the day. This is what I, you know, I want to get this blog post written or go to the chamber meeting. That's like my most important thing or, or have the coaching session, whatever it is. So I think that's great. Awesome. That was a lot easier than I anticipated. I know, isn't it? Often It often is. I mean, a lot of times people just say, oh, I just needed to say it out loud. And I'm like, yep, I get it. That's yes, absolutely. I think that's very true because I hadn't really thought about it that way. So, Yeah. Support for today's episode comes from Back Office Betty's, the only virtual receptionist company exclusively dedicated to small law firms that offers unlimited calls. Betty's Boutique Service boasts customized call handling and virtual assistant services provided by highly trained, relentlessly friendly team members ready to help grow your firm even when you're out of the office. Visit backofficebetty's.com slash lawyers to get a free one-week trial and use the promo code podcast to receive $150 off your first month of service. Support for today's episode comes from Rankings.io, a search engine optimization agency working exclusively for personal injury law firms. Simply put, Rankings.io helps personal injury law firms dominate first page rankings. You'll never have to chase them for an update or hunt them down for an answer. Your clients expect you to be accessible and Rankings will meet that standard for communication and transparency. You'll have a full team of SEO specialists fighting to put you at the top of Google search results. Personal injury lawyer SEO is all they do, so all their processes, playbooks, and people are completely focused on generating qualified cases for your firm. Best of all, you'll be one of an elite few. Delivering exceptional service and results requires focus, so Rankings.io carefully vets clients before accepting them. It's an ideal fit for growth-oriented personal injury law firms. To see if you're a fit, visit Rankings.io slash Lawyerist to get started. Lawyerist podcast listeners can get 20% off an SEO discovery audit using coupon code Lawyerist. 
Boost your productivity and save time typing with Text Expander. You can make your own snippets or share and manage snippets for your firm with Text Expander for Teams. You'll reduce errors and increase productivity. Text Expander can save you so much time, it's like getting an extra employee. Text Expander is available for Mac, Windows, iPhone, iPad, and Chrome. Show listeners get 20% off their first year. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more and get your discount. What else? So that kind of takes care of theming our days and starting to put a little meat around what you're going to do during the days, which I think you already have a good idea of what those little tasks could be within each category. Right. I guess maybe, you know, because I know you've made a shift from being like in a firm to doing something complete, you know, somewhat completely differently. Um, but, you know, how do you, I guess, keep your mindset where it needs to be to make that transition if that question makes sense like you know a lot of it's mindset focused I think on trying to get your head where it needs to be and not falling back into well I I feel disconnected from being a lawyer and I need to go take more work because I know that's what my head will do it'll Mm -hmm. say well you're not you know when you try to run your firm bad things happen and you need to get back in there and do more client work and you know so I will struggle with that from a mindset standpoint and you know if you've got any tips books I should read podcasts I should listen to about how do I keep my head where it needs to be, because I know in my personal, you know, journey that I'm, you know, I engage in a lot of self-sabotage, you know, you kind of Mm -hmm. make things happen that or the materialize in your life that you worry about, if that makes sense. You worry about it long enough and it shows up. So, yeah, I'm curious um, if there's things that you've done in the past that have been successful for you to kind of avoid that self-sabotage thinking. Probably. I mean, I've done, you know, as you know, I've done a lot of coaching in my last seven or eight years. Um, so, but they call mastermind sessions mm-hmm. or being in a mastermind group, something like that. I know we have hours that we you know meet once a month, but you know something of a more kind of almost weekly mm-hmm. um, focus of trying to make sure that somebody's calling me on my own, you know, BS and saying, you know, why are you doing that, Amber? Because you really need to be doing this thing over here, like you know, why are you going through those medical records or why are you reading this client's text messages when what you really need to be doing, you know, is over here writing this blog post because it's real easy for me to slip back into, you know, old habits or bad habits. But so that's what I've done in the past is had, you know, I used to be a part of what they call them, the alternative board and they had weekly meetings or, you know, things like that where I had more weekly Mm -hmm. accountability, I guess. Sure. So you and I can set up some weekly accountability, but I'm also curious, like, for your team, have you ever experimented with um, giving them the power to hold you accountable? I have not. <laughs> so, I've never like said, you guys need to hold me accountable to things, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if they're not already aware, I think it's probably good to have a team meeting and let everybody know about this transition. Because maybe they kind of see it or they're not sure. You know, just make sure we say it in clear terms. Hey, hey, guys, since we hired this new person, I'm not going to take on any new cases What does that mean? That means my role is going to shift and you're going to start seeing me doing more of these things. So don't be surprised if I want to have a session, you know, if I want to talk about your processes and help you and coach you or come watch you in court one day or watch you take a deposition. I bet you haven't had a chance to do that in a while. And imagine how (laughs) I'm sure that will be fun and interesting and helpful for them, too. But you need to set the stage that that's what's going to happen. And make sure, you know, because that they're comfortable with it, that you're doing this because it's part of the larger vision of the firm and remind them sort of why we're doing this and how this fits in with the values of the firm. 
which I know that you already actively talk about in your firm and make sure that's part of daily life. Um, so definitely tie all this messaging into the values and then remind them, yeah, that we're going to be doing some new things and experimenting. And maybe it, one of the experiments is I want you guys to help me. So if you see me starting to request medical records and if you want like a code word or something, sometimes that's fun, like Amber, uh, red light or something. <laughs> sometimes those little keywords, they sound funny, but they really work, especially with, um, because we don't have to be judgmental. Like my husband and I came up with one one time and from this podcast that we both listened to, I've probably told y'all about it at some point with different gears. But anyway, it was about like when you're in which gear. So there's, you know, second gear is family time. And so if I got into fourth gear, which is like emails and, you know, Jason didn't have to say to me, um, honey, what are you doing? We're in family time right now. And there you are on your phone again, right? That sounds really ugly and not fun. But he could just be like, hey, second gear. And it was just like, oh, yeah, we're in second gear. And I'm over here in fourth gear. And I need to get into second gear and be with the family. So I think like saying it sounds uh, kind of cheesy when I say it out loud. But sometimes those little words like that give us a way to talk to each other and remind each other of things without that judgment and condemnation of you're not doing the right thing right I definitely think that would be it would be fun for them and you know, they like <laughs> we like to pick on each other so that would be you know if we came up with some sort of code word they, yeah. they would probably enjoy that a lot more right and just remind them the spirit of the, the firm values <laughs> so keep that to have fun yeah. right and keep keep that like we're not here to um to you know get on to one another yeah and so then I think too what I was going to mention to you so I think you know if you know that having that outside accountability has helped you in the past then for sure let's put some things like that in place for you now I think the other opportunity that you have it you know I know that you've been the recipient of a lot of coaching and maybe you've picked things up vicariously by doing that. I think there's also an opportunity for you maybe to be a little bit more intentional in learning about how to coach so that you really can give great feedback to your team when the opportunities arise or, um, yeah, so I can give you some resources around that. And if it's not obvious, I decided to like show you one. So when you, just a minute ago, you said, you know, you asked me, how should you keep that top of mind for you, right? Like, how can you, and what I, what did I do? I responded with a question. I said, well, what's worked for you in the past? And that's a really effective technique when we start working with our team members, because you're not always giving them the answer. You know, I guess we all know the Socratic method from law school, so this shouldn't be completely foreign to us, but the chances are that you already know what's going to work best for you inside. Like, you know yourself, so the idea with coaching a lot of times is, you know, if you think about the difference between consulting and coaching, um, one of the great definitions I learned when I got certified to be a coach is this idea of um, of an organ transplant. And so a lot of people, a consultant often like just tells you information and tells you what to do, whereas a coach tries to ask you questions to help you discover the best path for yourself. And so probably like in my role here at Lawyerist, I probably do a little bit of both because sometimes people really just need, they're like, no, right. They're like, no, just tell me, I don't know. And so I, I, you know, walk both lines sometimes, but, um, oh, so the whole idea with the organ transplant is a lot of times, you know, if you think about somebody who got an organ transplant, it was a body part that was good for them. Like they need it. They need the liver or kidney or whatever it is, but our body naturally tries to reject it because it's foreign, 
And so the idea with coaching is if you can help somebody discover the answer themselves by questioning them and kind of leading them down a path, they might be more willing to embrace it and because it's internal and they're going to be like, oh, right, that totally makes sense. And it's like, oh, because I didn't tell you the answer, you came up with the answer. And I think you may find your team might be a little bit more receptive to that in terms of you starting to work with them. Because I could imagine where you've you've been so busy, you've been very hands-off with them. I have, more or less. I mean, the admin side of the building has kind of run itself mm-hmm. um, without my you know interaction. Of course, now I'm, you know, now actually when we moved our new lawyer in, she moved into my office. And so I'm now on the admin side of the building. Um, and so I'm discovering that there are things that are broken um, and need to be, you know, repaired. And it's the result of my being hands off for a long time. Right. And tensions that have developed between the team members and things like that, that, that have to be resolved. So yeah, it's kind of my first, my first management project is trying to help my admin team um, learn to appreciate and communicate with each other um, in a better way. Awesome. Anything else? I think really that kind of got me started. Like, like you said, I've been the recipient of a lot of coaching. You know, I, I, well, I probably know more than I think I do. I, I don't necessarily give myself credit for having absorbed some of the things I've absorbed over the years, but I still need to learn to be a better coach. So that's definitely something I'm, I probably could use resources on and, and how to you know just do that job better. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, to be fair, yes, number one, you do know a lot more than you realize. And that's great to remember But also I often, you know, I remind all the lawyers, like we didn't have this training. No one taught us even how to manage people, which is really what a lot of of coaching is, is just how do you interact and, and help people that are on your team. And unfortunately, not only did we not learn and there was no law school class in HR for a lot of folks, um, at least, you know, the law firm that where I kind of grew up that, you know, there were a lot of really bad examples. Like, you know, we learn from who came before us. And um, I always think about, I had a legal assistant once who worked in New York City um, at a big firm as a legal assistant. And like the story she told, like they still smoked in the office. So, you know, like this was a long time ago, right? But she always had these crazy like stories from New York. And I don't know why I was always fascinated by them. But like one of them was that there's one lawyer who would literally throw a stapler across the office when he was upset about things. And I always have that image. Like, you know, if, if you learned how to manage a team from the guy who threw a stapler, probably you don't have great management skills. <laughs> so I don't think you're far away from that spectrum. I'm not trying to make that that jump at all. But I, you know, I just remind people that there's a lot of resources out there. And this is something we have to actively work on and, and do because it doesn't always come naturally for people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I fully agree with that. I mean, I even have an MBA and have not really applied it. I mean, it, to tell you how long ago that was, I have a kid in college and I had finished my MBA before you know, he was born. So it's been a long time and there's been a lot of development and management theory in that, you know, 19 years. So it's, you know, even what I did learn back then, how much of it I recall is one thing, you know, the second thing is how much of that is now changed, especially with a more diverse, I would say more diverse in age workforce, Mm -hmm. you know, in our particular group, we have a diversity of culture, but we also have a diversity in age. So Everyone from, you know, our oldest attorney in the office who's in his late 50s to, you know, our youngest employee who, you know, is my son who's 18. So 
a broad spectrum of age differences and how each of them receive information and are, you know, what motivates each of them differently, which would be true regardless of, you know, age range, you know, everybody's motivated by something different, but you know, yep. that's one of the things I definitely have to relearn or, you know, and figure out is how do you motivate such a diverse, you know, group of people. Yep. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited for you and for this change and what it means for you and your firm. And um, we'll figure out when we're going to connect next and how it's going. And uh, super excited to see where you go with this. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I really appreciate your time today. Always. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Are you interested in implementing the ideas you've heard on today's podcast into your law firm? Could you use a little help? Hey guys, it's Stephanie, the VP of Community Success here at Lawyers, and I'd love to help you tackle your business or take it to the next level. Head over to go.lawyerist.com backslash start to sign up for a quick call with me, and let's talk about how Lawyerist can help you create your best law firm. Make sure to catch next week's episode of The Lawyerist Podcast by subscribing to the show in your favorite podcast app. And please leave a rating to help other people find our show. You can find the notes for today's episode on lawyerist.com slash podcast. The Lawyerist Podcast is edited by Paul Fisher. The views expressed by the participants are their own and are not endorsed by Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you.